0: The Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet Bet, $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week, and get ready for the season with a 32-NFL team preview from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash previews today. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest, and $1,500 in our brand-new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and we're in. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am your host, Justin Bruni. Joining me this fine Saturday is Brad Stickler. How are we doing, sir?
1: Oh, I'm living the dream. Baseball in hand. I've got my third cup of coffee. Uh, I told told you pre-show, we're dumping the kids off at some friend's house, Mm. and then the wife and I get to go party today, which is abnormal, so I'm ready for that. And then tomorrow, Tomorrow is the day we've all been waiting for. We've been waiting for football, meaningful football, and we are almost there. We are a little over 24 hours away, and I am freaking stoked.
0: Super pumped, man. Uh, the hours, the days, the months have been counting down to this moment. Super excited. We had some action the other night, the the Bills and the Rams. What was your reaction to that? Uh,
1: I Utter disappointment. I would yeah, say. Right. So so I'm a, an adopted Bills fan. My wife's mm-hmm. family's from the Buffalo area. They're huge Bills cool. fans. So I was happy for them. For me, my heart was broken because I thought Allen Robinson was just going to eat in that game. Hey. And I went back and watched the All-22. The dude was open. A lot. He was open. I'm like, what a is lot. happening right now? So it is not an Allen Robinson problem. I don't even know that it's really a Matthew Stafford problem. I think it's an offensive line problem. Like that line yep. was pitiful. I mean, the guy got sacked, what, seven times? Uh, seven every times time opening night is not down. a good start. Yeah. Everything was getting batted down at the offense or at the defensive line. Like right. I just think he, he was scared. And because of that, he's like, I'm just going to my guy, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. And somehow Tyler Higbee ends up with 11 targets. I'm like, what is happening right now? Um, so I hope they get that offensive line addressed, but yeah, I'm sure I'm going to take some flack over my Allen Robinson take and, uh, Mm -hmm. I I definitely deserve it at this point. So
0: I'm, I'm right there with you. And I, and I don't know if we necessarily deserve it. It's still very early. Uh, we also saw Cam Akers not show up. We also saw Dawson Knox not show up. Right. So in that game, I had shares of Knox. He didn't do anything. Luckily, my opponent started Cam Akers. I had <laughs> Allen Robinson, and, and I actually, I had Robinson, Higby, and I started Darrell Henderson in the very same matchup. The other nice. guys also started Cam Akers. So I ran into a lot of those situations where I was just like, yep. man, like, you know, I I, I came on strong like, like you with Allen Robinson, but then I see my matchup, and I'm just like, eh, I'll get over it's it. It's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'll make up for it, you know yeah. what I mean? And I yeah. think there are definitely brighter weeks ahead for Allen Robinson, maybe even Cam Akers. It was a very it was a very weird start for the Rams. And and for me, the play calling was just far too vanilla from Los yep. Angeles. You know, they were go, trying to bury the ball in the ground early when they were already down seven. I'm like, Sean, what do you, what do, where's the big brain play here? You know, like, I, I don't understand. Like they made it a focus to get the kick returner a carry, but couldn't work in some, you know, like, you know, design place for Allen Robinson. That's kind yep. of concerning, right? Like that, yep. that's, that's a little bothersome when they're like, Oh, Hey, or giving the kick returner a, uh, a carry, you know. Yeah, it's so. It's the, yeah, it's the so rebirth weird. Of Debo.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like they did. It didn't even look like Matthew Stafford would looked at Allen Robinson on the first read on any play. It, right. It just. It was nuts. It was. I, yeah, I remember was Collins
0: out. uh calling out there was a crossing route. I believe it was a play action uh play, and Robinson was wide open as he was many times in the game, right across the middle of the field. And I think his his take was was pretty good to it, where like just the 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 lack of chemistry still, like where you might see a, a more veteran or someone that's more connected with Stafford kind of settle in. Settled Robinson, in. Yeah. Was I did see that moving. a couple times
1: on those. Crossing yeah, he he routes. would
0: just keep moving through yep. space, which is good, which is good. But when you're a quarterback that's getting acquainted with a new target, like you know, you kind of have to have those those ebbs and flows. And and Cooper Cup is more of that guy that can stop and go and can kind of yep. slow himself up he's the a1 guy in the league right like he dropped like 30 fantasy points on opening night shout out to him (laughs) also shout out to josh allen uh those interceptions in that game were absolutely criminal mr allen i'm so sorry Uh, i was going through those like i'm like man i got josh allen here this is feeling good but stop turning the ball over receivers (laughs)
1: like please anything anything please yeah that one to crowder was kind of disappointing like that he just crowder just let that corner just just beat him to the ball. I'm like yeah. it, It's like he didn't even want to. He's like, oh, the ball's coming to me. Oh, this, uh, you know what? He, he's gonna uh, oh, it it anyway. going to catch it anyway. I'm just going to let him have it. Yeah, Yeah. he didn't fight for it. That's for sure.
0: He did not. He no. did not. All right, we're going to jump into our uh, start-sit conversation here. But before we do, we're just going to hit a quick word from the sponsors, and we're going to take off with the show. Uh, thinking of joining WinBet, now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100. They get a $100 free bet. Uh, Perfect for kicking off the NFL season, of course. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also has their first QB to throw for five touchdown bets available. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where Playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, please call
1: 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, and we've talked about it once, but we're going to talk about it again because of such a great deal. And that's the Free Roll Football Contest, and it is back. And this year, the NFL contest is $5,000 and a two-night stay in the one, the only win Las Vegas up for grabs. Also, our college football t- contest has $1,500 up for grabs. So if you're interested, which I know you are, I am, Justin is, everybody should be, go and sign up exclusively in our Discord. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Now, It's betting season. It's Saturday. You're trying to get your last bets in for week one, and you're looking for all of the edge because the NFL regular season is finally here. And as week one kicks off, and you get ready to place those bets we're talking about, you're trying to lock in your fantasy team, you have to check out the Elias Game Plan app. It is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the NFL, the NBA, and Major League Baseball, and it has everything that you need to give you a a competitive advantage. The Elias game plan is also the only sports app from the most trusted name in sports statistics, and that's the Elias Sports Bureau, who are the official statisticians of all of our U.S. pro sports league, including, you know it, the National Football League. Their app lets you access team and player stats, head to head team comparisons, and key insights from their renowned research team. The app is really a one stop shop for all your player news, your league validated player stats, team records expert game analysis, betting, fantasy lineups, and it shows off your superior sports knowledge for you and your friends. All their new features are available all the time. They're adding new stuff all the time. They just added player injuries analysis and impact reports, which can be huge when it comes to betting and your fantasy tournaments. Now, look, all of us have our little intuition, right? Everybody says, you know what? I think I'm gonna make this bet because I think this is gonna happen. Well, let Elias help you out with that. They put the statistics and the strategy backed by numbers, not just your intuition. So the NFL season's here, so do not wait. Download the Elias Game Plan app today. And right now I've got a special offer for you when you subscribe. That's 14 free days off your first monthly subscription, but that's only if you use our promo code SGPN. Again, that's SGPN. So find the Elias Game Plan Sports Betting app, in the App Store or the Play Store today, and use promo code SGPN.
0: Yes, sir. And we're back. We're talking start or sits this week, NFL Week 1. We're going to dive right in. Uh, We're going to go through quarterback to tight end, going over a couple of different options and picks. First up, Brad, we've got Trey Lance at Chicago or Trevor Lawrence at Washington. Lance is Fantasy Pro's quarterback 10. Lawrence is Fantasy Pro's quarterback 18. Which way are you going here?
1: Well, considering the first show that I did this morning, I talked about sitting Trey Lance. I'm sticking with that, and I'm going mm-hmm. with starting Trevor Lawrence, quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, up against the Washington Commanders. And he's got a new, a couple new toys this season in Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne, healthy now. They brought in Evan Ingram, who I've always liked, but you know he is what he is. He drops passes and catches some. Uh, but look. This is a guy who I think their their offensive-defensive line matchup is pretty solid. He's got some legs. He gives you a little bit of rushing upside. And the matchups that his wide receivers have against that Washington commander secondary are pretty damn good, right? They Mm -hmm. thought William Jackson III was going to be something uh, when they got him from Cincinnati, and he just disappointed last season, and I expect that to continue. So I absolutely love the matchup for Trevor Lawrence, and I'm putting him in my lineup this season.
0: Yeah, so I have Lance at uh, quarterback 17 for this week and Lawrence at 19. I have Lance just a little bit higher because of a safer rushing floor, but I'm actually still going with Lawrence here. So I agree with you. I think the matchup is much better. You know, if Washington had a healthy Chase Young, maybe I'd be, you know, swayed a little bit differently. Maybe I I, I would feel a little bit less safe about Lawrence in that pocket. Uh, But I think he's going to have plenty of time this week. He's got ETN, he's got Robinson. They've got some good tools there, like the guys that you mentioned. Uh, the new additions, Kirk, Jones, et cetera. So, yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with Lawrence here. And for me, it's more just like, you know, I got to see what I can get out of Trey Lance. I'm not running to start him, you know, right out of the gate. There's a lot of leagues out there where you probably drafted him as a quarterback that you need to start. But I really like still, you know, like some of the more reliable guys to to start the season. Matt Ryan has a good matchup in week one. Uh, I like Jameis Winston this week. We talked about him earlier in, uh, earlier in the week in one of our shows. So, yeah, for for me, I'm just not rushing to Lance. I do think it's a good matchup up against the Bears. I'm a Chicago fan. Peep the background, obviously. Uh, but at the same time, like Lance just hasn't been reliable. He hasn't been consistent in camp. They didn't even get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to be the backup. He's going to be there. Yeah. There could potentially be a very hidden short leash on Trey Lance. I'm not buying into that narrative, but it could be there. If he goes out and throws a couple interceptions in the first half and they're only down by seven, You don't think Jimmy's getting in there? You know what I mean? Or even another backup. Maybe Jimmy's not even ready yet because he only started working out with the team like, what, last week?
1: Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago, right? Yeah.
0: So we're both settled there. We're both going towards Lawrence. Uh, The next one we have up, we have Aaron Rodgers at Minnesota or Derek Carr at Los Angeles. Aaron Rodgers is Fantasy Pro's quarterback 12. Carr is 14. Which way are you going?
1: I love Derek Carr. Um, He got his new weapon in Devontae Adams. But he is going up against the L.A. Chargers.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: L.A. Chargers added J.C. Jackson. Um, so I'm concerned think, because is if he, you – Is he out though this week? Is he not playing? I don't think he's the decision – He's was, questionable. Yeah, he's I don't think it's been made yet. But yeah. here's here's the issue. Even without J.C. Jackson, if you look mm-hmm. at the two games that Derek Carr played last year, he averaged about 190 yards passing. He mm-hmm. was under 200 yards passing in both games against the Chargers. He had two touchdowns in both of those games. But that's not a right. guy – that I'm necessarily excited to start right now. Mm-hmm. I think those numbers improve because of the addition of Devontae Adams, but I'm going with the two time back to back MVP as my start this season. And Aaron Rodgers, I don't care if he's got Alan Lazard or not. This dude gets it done. Even with the running game, I think they have they're gonna, he's gonna have some targets go to the running back position. Sammy Watkins is people as much as people laugh, the guy's somewhat talented, right? Uh, and I'm I'm excited for, to see what Aaron Rodgers can do this week against really kind of a bad Minnesota defense. That defense is not good, and I think Aaron Rodgers can take advantage of it because he's Aaron Rodgers, right? So uh, I'm I'm going to put a Rod in my in my lineup this week over Derek Carr.
0: So I actually have this this decision in in one of my leagues, and you know when you're making lineup adjustments, one of the hardest things to avoid are the projections. They're there. They're in your face. Right now, you're looking at Aaron Rodgers being about a five- or six-point favorite over Derek Carr. I have Derek Carr in my starting lineup. Sometimes you just have to fade the name on the back of the jersey, the projections, and you have to buy into what you feel like you can trust. And for me, I feel like I can trust that receiving group more so than the Packers, right? I, I mean, that's, that's just a clear narrative. Like, the receivers right now are healthier for the Raiders than they are the Packers. We have no idea who, who the guy is going to be there, right? So because of that, I still feel like the floor is safer for Derek Carr, with guys like Waller, with uh, Adams, and even Renfro, right? Um, I also love Josh Jacobs this week. Uh, I did look it up. Uh, Jackson is doubtful, so it doesn't seem like he's going to be playing in that game. If he does play, it's probably not a lot. I definitely feel like that leans towards an advantage for the Raiders, the, the total is significantly higher in that game. And I feel like there's a kind of like a low key underplay for the Packers and the Vikings who could both potentially go run heavy in, in, in that game. You have Dalvin cook there. You have the dual running backs of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. And that's just what, what, what concerns me is I feel like the Packers could be in more of like a methodical grinded out type of run first type of game. Whereas I'm feeling shootout vibes from the chargers and the Raiders. So that's just where, that's where for I sure. ended. I feel like the touchdown yeah. upside A little bit higher for Derek Carr still in this matchup.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, cool. Let's move
0: on to the running backs. We're looking at Miles Sanders at Detroit. He is healthy. Or Damian Pierce versus Indianapolis. Miles is fantasy pros running back 30. Pierce is 27. So another close comparison here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Damian Pierce here. And I think it's more because of the workload that I I expect Damian Pierce to get. He's a really good pass blocker, quite possibly the best out of this entire class when it comes to pass blocking, which I think will land him on the field on third down uh, for Mm -hmm. a good amount. I don't think Rex Burkhead is going to take all of that third down work. I do think he's going to be involved, but not as much. Uh, And Miles Sanders, we just don't know. It seems every time that we hope Miles Sanders or think Miles Sanders is going to get some work, Philadelphia just proves that they don't like him. And mm-hmm. I, I'm i not going to go into week one trusting that right now, especially with the addition of A.J. Brown. I think they're going to try to air the ball out to prove a point that Jalen Hurts can do it. Uh, and I think Damian Pierce just has that workload that's going to happen this week against Indianapolis. I, I don't think it's going to be a great week for either one of them. So don't take this as mm-hmm. like you have to get Damian Pierce in your lineup in some way, shape or form. But between these two, it's definitely Damian Pierce for me.
0: I'm going Damian Pierce because I do expect things to be more pass heavy for the Eagles actually and it's not necessarily because, you know, they want to come out and oh it, it, prove the AJ uh, Brown move correct or prove that Hurts is the guy. It's just how to attack the the Lions right now. The the strength of their defense is definitely their rushing attack. Their secondary definitely more definitely more holes, right? So I feel like that's what's really going to push them to, to pass more this week is just Campbell and that defense is going to come out hungry and they're going to be running downhill to try and take the, take away the run, which I think is a very practical approach to combating the Eagles is if you can take away their legs, well, now you're exposing, you know, Jalen Hurts' throwing ability. Is that something you can take advantage of? And really, that's just up to Hurts to show us that if, if that's going to be the case or not. Uh, but Damian Pierce, I really like up against Indianapolis. Just look at the talent around him. Like, who, who's the other um, – Royce Freeman is that the other backup running yep. back Yeah. Royce Freeman and Rex Burkhead they can't right? be taking me- meaningful touches away we could also get in just into a really good game script you know I, I'm high on the Texans a lot of people are this offseason what if the Colts are up by 28 at halftime you know what I mean like yep. that's Damian Pierce territory they're not going to roll out Rex Burkhead you know to to take up you know bouldering uh carries up the middle or anything like that like no, they're gonna they're gonna let Damian Pierce take some dinks and dunks and some checkdowns out of the backfield. So I absolutely love Damian Pierce's upside, and also, yeah, the PPR upside. I didn't, I didn't even bring that up. Miles Sanders just doesn't catch a lot of passes. You could see more usage for Gainwell in a week, where I anticipate the Eagles have to pass more. Yeah. Uh, let Let's jump to the chat. We got a question here. We got B E T T Records. Is it Sunday yet? Loving the show. Who would y'all start? Flex half point PPR. Bateman, Edmonds, Godwin, or Mike Davis. Very good question here. I know that some of these guys are actually three or four of these guys are on our list to talk about, so we're going to get them to a little bit early. I really like Bateman the most out of this group, followed by Mike Davis. Give me some Ravens this week. I really like that matchup up against the Jets. Uh, Godwin, question marks. Edmonds, more question marks. I know a lot of people are high on Edmonds in that rushing offense for the Dolphins, but they got a lot of mouths to feed. I feel like that ball can go anywhere in that offense. What do you think, Brad?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm definitely way different than you in this. I'm not touching Mike Davis. I'm staying away from the Baltimore Ravens backfield, I'm just not going to touch it. Um Fair Chris enough. Godwin, I don't see getting more of a snap share than 30 or 40% as he works back. I know he shed the knee brace and he's feeling mm-hmm. confident, but there's no reason to rush him back. They brought in Russell Gage, they brought in Julio Jones, they still have Mike Evans. I think they're going to be able to to ease him into some work and I don't see a full workload for him and I don't want I don't want a guy who's going to play 30 or 40% of snaps in my lineup. So now I'm looking at Rashad Bateman who's going to be 90 plus percent of snaps because he's the guy that's going to be even in those, uh, you know, 11 personnel. He's still going to be that guy. Um, Chase Edmonds. I think he's the guy. Right. They they brought in Sony Michelle. They cut Sony Michelle. Are we do we really think that Salvan Ahmed um, is is going to take carries away. Do we really think uh, Raheem Mostert is going to take a 30, almost 30 year old Raheem Mostert? I just don't. I think they proved
0: Gaskin had a good preseason. I think Mostert does. I I have no idea. That's, I have no idea where the ball is going to go.
1: Yep. I just think that that new offensive philosophy is Mm -hmm. really going to lend itself well to chase Edmonds and his profile. And I see a world where he gets five or six targets. And if he's getting that plus 10 carries, I'm gonna mm-hmm. take that, you know, fifteen or sixteen looks over sure. Bateman on a run first offense where he might get six targets because Mark Andrews is really the guy there. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Edmonds here.
0: Yeah, Edmonds. I, I just feel like there's a lot of questions down there. Like I said, um, I feel like you're like the exact narrative that you just described could could be exactly that. But he could get also that type of production and not come home with a touchdown. I actually yeah. like Mike Davis to walk away with a touchdown this week. Give me an anytime touchdown for Mike Davis. I'm not. I mean, it's a touchdown dependent play in fantasy. But you know, we're losing some bodies here now. You know, we're, we've we've made it to week one and suddenly there's all these injuries yeah, or potential right. guys missing. Right? Like, so if if you're really hurting. I like Mike Davis. Like I said, I think he does find pay dirt this week, potentially in um in garbage time. We'll get I back just, to some of I'll, these other guys here shortly.
1: So, so real quick, before we move on from, from the Ravens, I guess, I, this is probably a pretty popular question. Okay, you got mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins, who mm-hmm. quite possibly might not even play week one, if we're really honest. They just right. brought in Kenyon Drake, who with Arizona was a red zone machine. This guy had a ton of touchdowns with the Arizona Cardinals in the red zone. He's got some pass catching upside as well. Mm -hmm. How do you think that split's going to work out? Because I've been racking my brain on this between Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis. If J.K. Dobbins doesn't play, what's that snap share look like? Who gets those high-value touches in the red zone outside of, obviously, Lamar Jackson?
0: I think it would be Mike Davis because he's been there longer. He knows the system a little bit better. He's been there all offseason kind of building up that chemistry with the group, whereas Kenyon Drake obviously not just off the streets he's not fresh off the sofa but he you know he's he's only been there a few weeks right so it's still relatively new for him i would feel like the kenyan drake touches would be very well designed he may not have a full grasp of this playbook just yet i feel like those types of situations would include uh like ppr like hey man fall into the flat do your block and slip and that's all you need to do that's your assignment Plain and simple, right? You don't necessarily need to know the intricacies of like their triple option or running the veer, like those types of things. I feel like are going to be more valuable to Davis touches or opportunities because he's been there. He's been able to go through a lot of the walkthroughs and uh, training camp and even um, uh, spring training and stuff like that. So I I feel like he's going to be the guy that, if Dobbins isn't there, that he's going to most likely be somewhere between you know ten to thirteen touches. And man, with those 10 to 13 touches, I still feel like he can get one or two touchdowns. That's fair. That's fair. It's the Ravens. I mean, over under under 31 and a half points for the Ravens against the Jets. It's over. Yeah, I'm saying like, if you're telling me, if you're telling me they're putting up 35 to 40 points, I want to get every bit of guys that are playing those high snaps on that offense. Uh, Isaiah likely could be, you know, if you're like in a 14 team league and you're hurting at tight end, some of the names we're bringing up today. Kittle, Zach Ertz, like if you've got nobody, Isaiah, likely he could be the third best option there with a team that's going to score 35 plus potentially. uh, Give me all of it. Give me all of it. I like Well, we're going to get. We're going to get back to some more Ravens talk here soon. Um, We have, like I said, all three of those guys are up on the docket today. All right. So next up, we're looking at a couple of running backs and uh, a wide receiver. This is a tough one. Ramondre Stevenson at Miami, Kareem Hunt at Carolina or Adam Thielen versus Green Bay. Where are you going, Brad?
1: Yeah, so this is going to be really kind of game script dependent for me, and I I think I'm leaning towards the game script in the Cleveland-Carolina game. That Carolina Mm -hmm. defense is just bad. Uh, Their offensive line is not good, and I expect the, the defensive line to really get after Baker Mayfield this week. And I see a situation where the Browns go ahead early and they're able to just run the ball into the ground with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And we've seen Kareem Hunt be a top 12 while sharing a backfield with Nick Chubb. And I expect to see kind of more of the same. He's working towards that. He wants that contract. And, and he's going to come with some determination. And we, like I said, we've seen it in the past. So I'm leaning Kareem Hunt uh, against the Carolina Panthers.
0: I think Kareem Hunt is probably the safest floor here but I am going to go with Ramondre Stevenson with a little bit more risk exposure to hopefully bring home a higher ceiling. So I think it's a little bit more risky to roll him out there with Damian Harris. You know, it's, you know, obviously still right there. We don't know what we're going to get as far as like a split, but all the Stevenson talk has been very positive. All of the PPR talk has been good. It really feels like he's going to have that role out of the backfield, catching passes or moving out into motion, et cetera. Very close between the two, very similar narratives. You have a, uh, uh a carry uh, load guy like um like Chubb ahead of Hunt and you have um Dame ahead of Stevenson very similar situations here i like the matchup a little bit more so up against miami and just the you know the quarterback play like you know if you're going between Brissett or mac jones i'm going to take a little bit safer floor with the quarterback just in hopes that I don't have the situations where my quarterback is killing the drive in the red zone or, or making a costly turnover that's going to end a potential scoring drive, right? Um, but I, I feel like Kareem Hunt has a very safe floor because they should be running, running, running a lot. So I feel like there should be some drives where we see a lot of Kareem Hunt not just catching the ball, but also running a lot. And they both have, I think, like similar touchdown upside. I took Stevenson in like a big money league, like $300 buy-in. Actually, I drafted him and uh, Dame to that same team. But I am going to be starting Stevenson. I think that PPR upside is just a little bit of an extra edge. I could see him with potentially six or seven catches this week.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Thielen, we didn't even really talk about Thielen in this this group of three. And look, uh, reports are this guy, he looks better now than he has in the last four or five years. They say he's healthy. Um, he is the red zone guy. Now we're, we're kind of trying to figure out, you know, how does Irv Smith play into that red zone Mm -hmm. touch? Now, uh, that Kevin O'Connell offense is looking to air the ball out a little bit more. His game against green Bay last year, he had 10 targets. That's the kind of game you can see from Adam Thielen. And that's in a low passing volume type of offense. If he can get 10 targets and end up with a touchdown, you're looking at a pretty solid game. So I, I think I might look to – I still think I'd, I'd want Hunt over him, but if I can find mm. out a way to get Thielen in my flex as well, I think I'm put, I'm trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah. Uh, to, to me, I feel like it's a little bit more risky. I like the Green Bay defense a lot more this year than in years past. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously Jefferson's going to get a lot of coverage and a lot of uh, commotion from the defense. I mean, yeah, it, I would expect Jair
1: it, Alexander to be kind of focused on him a little bit more than Adam.
0: Thinking. Right. Well, heck, man, I thought Jalen Ramsey was going to do a you know a, a better job with uh, Stefan Diggs. But I, I digress. Yep, yep. All right. Let's get into a uh, quick word from the sponsor and then we're going to get back with some more um, some more Rashad Bateman talk. We'll be right after right back after this. Uh, if you watch football, you need FuboTV. FuboTV uh, gives you the complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. Over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all of your devices and never miss uh, miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with included cloud-based DVR. There's no contract, there's no commitment, and, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V dot slash S-G-P.
1: Yeah, and for all of you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll, which is... Super important when it comes to betting. The more money you got, the more bets you can make, which means more money. And that is called Promoguy.us. At Promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports sportsbook in the country. I mean, we're talking about a $1,000 risk-free deposit, insane odd boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business. Plus, tons of free picks as well. So Promoguy.us is your guide to betting spark. Once again, that's promoguide.us.
0: And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I know I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product uh, unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. So for example, Patrick Mahomes is your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you have uh, him you know, winning your matchup that week, but you also feel confident that Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yards. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now. Try out their new over-under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Use promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP, and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, and we're back. We're talking some more starter sit questions. We just d- discussed Rashad Bateman uh, versus like some Chase Edmonds, a couple other players, Mike Davis, Godwin, et cetera. What do you think about Rashad Bateman versus DK Metcalf? Bateman's got the Jets on the road. Metcalf is hosting Denver. The return of Russ.
1: It's tough it's tough because do you want to depend on really a guy I'm gonna say a guy in his first year he didn't really get a ton of work last year mm-hmm. now he's the alpha and a run first offense that's what I go back to or an alpha and a run first offense so are you comfortable with that or you are comfortable with a guy that you've seen absolutely dominate given the situation you know given the you know the last three years mm-hmm. but he's going up against a pretty solid defense in denver I'm going to lean towards a guy I've seen on the field produce and that's going to be DK Metcalf. I talked about this in a in a show a little bit earlier um uh in the morning. I just I don't think he's going to lay an egg. Right? We saw him in a four-game span with Geno Smith last season. He averaged 75 yards and almost a touchdown. Um we've seen we saw him with a deep ball touchdown with Geno Smith last season. So that mm-hmm. that potential is there. Um, so I, I just, all you need is one catch. That's it. Uh, we talked about Baltimore earlier being, Hey, they're just going to try to run the ball. They want Lamar Jackson to get into that. Mark Andrews is the guy that's going to get a bulk bulk of those targets. I want to see Rashad Bateman against an alpha corner now, which we haven't mm-hmm. seen yet. Last year, Marquise Brown kind of probably saw the majority of that, that coverage, um, and I think they're going to get, find some, you know, Seattle is going to find a way to get DK Metcalf involved in the offense to be able to help Geno Smith out. So I'm going to, I'm going to go DK Metcalf over Rashad Bateman right now.
0: I'm going with Bateman here. I, I'm not as low on the passing offense for the Ravens as most of the public. Uh They've been able, able to make those progressions the last few years. I don't think that losing Marquise Brown is like a, a like a world losing asset. Like it, the the sky didn't fall because, you know marquise brown left right like i feel like bateman's gonna make that progression i believe he was able to get at least over 500 receiving yards or pretty close to that last season as a rookie um i i like what he can be in this offense he's just the number one guy like you mentioned do you think uh sauce gardner is like is like that guy that's gonna shut him down because outside of him i don't really love the secondary for for the jets this week and we both already agree that they're gonna put up points
1: sauce is sauce is good I, I, now, uh, yeah, and I just don't know that Bateman is that much more experienced than Gardner mm-hmm. right now where it's going to matter. Um, right. So it it's going to be an interesting matchup to see how it goes. You know, he's a big, long corner. So mm-hmm. and that's going to match up pretty well with Bateman. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a, a solid matchup for sure.
0: I got you. Well, then I just go back to the quarterback play Lamar versus Gino, you know, yeah. and obviously, obviously the volume, you know, it could be, it could be sporadic. Like you said, it, Metcalf may only need one play. I I don't necessarily want to bet on that. He could definitely pop off with, with something big downfield, but the defense for the Broncos check Mark, you know, the offense for the, the Broncos check Mark, like they're going to set the pace in this game. I'm not buying any uh, Seahawks this week outside edge. I might go with some Tyler Lockett. That's about it. Like I'm not starting Rashad Penny, not starting any Gino. No, see, I don't
1: want nothing to do with in this matchup though. You talk about game script, like Denver's going to, Denver's going to be up and they're going to be up big pretty quickly. I would imagine, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to quote unquote, let Russ cook to really say you guys really screwed up letting this guy go. And if they're going to do that, that's just mm-hmm. more passing that Geno Smith is going to have to do. That's more opportunity for DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. So I think the opportunities are going to be there. It's just whether or not they can capitalize. And right. the talent of DK Metcalf is just greater than Rashad Bateman. Period. So I'm going to I'm going to take sure. the talent and the game script. So
0: fair no. enough. Yeah, I got. I really I, get close. It, I got. No. I, I, get I, got it. I got Bateman at 29 and Metcalf at 32. So definitely still splitting hairs there. It's a close yeah. comparison. Uh, we got Seth in the chat. We've got a trade question. Would you trade CMC Pittman? Drake London for JT or Keenan Allen. Uh, is this a redraft leak? Also underrated show for show, for show, for show. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Appreciate you. Um, yeah, let us know if it's dynasty or redraft. I'm assuming it's redraft because you wouldn't be trying to put in two young pieces like Pittman and London in there for an older receiver like Allen. Assuming that it is redraft. I feel like I can make up the shortcomings of Pittman in London, but I still feel like that side with CMC, that's probably the way to go. Um, So I would not try to lose all three of those pieces. They all have pretty respectable floors this year, but I'm a Keenan Allen guy. I am a Keenan Allen guy, and no one can go wrong with JT. So I feel like there's some compromise there. If you have the bench options at receiver, if you don't got that, then you just hold strong. What do you think, Brad?
1: Yeah, I'm JT and Keenan Allen pretty handily here. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor is going to get just as much work as he did last season with Mm -hmm. a quarterback that is less mobile than Carson Wentz, which Carson Wentz isn't like the most mobile quarterback in the world. Uh, So I I just think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a smash CMC could be right. We just Mm -hmm. don't know because the guy hasn't been healthy for two years and I'm not uh, a Drake London guy with Marcus Mariota right now. I, I just, I just don't lean that direction. And Michael Pittman, I think regresses because Matt Ryan did not look good last year. And I I know there was a lot working against him with mm-hmm. the offensive line and the defense and Calvin Ridley being out and all that. But I just don't think he looked good. I th- I think he's lost a little bit of touch. Uh, and I think that Pittman is is going to move down a little bit this season. So I'm I'm leaning JT and uh, Keenan Allen because they're known commodities right now.
0: He's got um aj bay uh sutton Pittman, cmc dylan and trey lance on top of those i don't know i feel like if especially if this is ppr like this side the the cmc Pittman, and drake london yeah i mean you can't be as high a, a, on london and Pittman as allen for sure like allen let's say like best case scenario he gets 150 targets this year Pittman and drake london should combine for over 200 you know, yeah, I, and and then you, and then you take and then you take in consideration the targets that CMC is going to get. Like that's the PPR side of this trade. JT and Keenan Allen feel like more of a standard because they're just so safe. Like Keenan Allen will have, like I said, well, probably probably close to 150 targets, well over a thousand receiving yards. You don't have the receiving yard uh safe floor with London and and Pittman and JT. He catches passes, but it's obviously not the same level as CMC, right? You know what I mean? So that's why I feel like it just weighs a little bit more. He does say it's PPR format, um, because that PPR side of it is just really, really heavy. But the safe floors of Allen and JT, like I I'm really good with either of those guys. Like I said, I've been banging the Keenan Allen drum all off season. Yeah, you have. This, yeah. This bang, yeah, you have. Banging ass signed Keenan Allen helmet at the fantasy expo. It's like my new favorite toy. I like to whip it out whenever I can. But um, uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge Keenan guy. So I, I, I couldn't really go wrong with either side, but for roster utility, I, I like keeping more of those players. Yep. So the only reason I want to heavily consider this trade is because I'm worried about CMC injury as, as anyone yep. should. And I, and I totally get that. I'm not sure if you would just like, if you fell to two, like if you were pick one Oh two and you were just like, man, maybe this guy will pick up. Maybe this guy will pick CMC and you'll get JT. like, Just because you fell that one spot, you know you kind of take it on the chin. Ride with CMC and maybe make some other moves throughout the season if you know you feel like you need to get like a safer floor from JT. Like, hey, I'd I'd want JT too. There's there's a lot to like there. All right, let's get back on the uh, on the path here. Next up, Brandon Cooks versus Indianapolis, Marquise Brown versus Kansas City, or Travis Etienne at Washington. Which way you going here, Brad?
1: Marquise Brown, Brown. 10 times out of 10. I'm taking Hollywood, tied to his college quarterback, Kyler Murray. Going to light the world on fire in Arizona. I don't care who they're playing, period. A.J. Green is not taking targets away from him. Nuke is out for six weeks. Zach Ertz may not play this week. Hollywood Brown is the guy, and he's going to smash, in my opinion, um, I want to see Travis Etienne in that offense a little bit. If I don't have to start him, I'm not going mm-hmm. to. But I sure. think he's gonna he's gonna provide some solid play. And Brandon Cooks is gonna be Brandon Cooks, an underrated wide receiver too, like always. But Marquise Brown gives you that blow up potential. We've seen him do it. We saw him do it last year. He was a top 12 wide receiver the first half of the season with Lamar Jackson. And then, you know, the Lamar Jackson injury in the Cleveland game, you know, just Tyler Huntley wasn't going to carry him. So Mm -hmm. I I just think it's a smash uh, for upside and floor, really, with Hollywood.
0: Yeah, agree, agree, agree. I love the matchup. I love the the setup. You're going to have Rondell Moore out. Zach Ertz is hurt. There should be a lot of lot of opportunity for Marquise Brown this week should have a very safe floor. All the reasons that you mentioned the reestablished connection with with Kyler, just the offense in general, the game flow up against Kansas City. A lot of positives here. A lot of positives for Marquise Brown this week. Still love ETN or I'm sorry, still love ETN at seven, uh 17 for fantasy pros. He is my he's my running back 20 this week. Could be a good opportunity for him, just because I feel like that offense will struggle, and you will see some early work for Etn in this one. And man, if you drafted Etn, you're drafting him to start him. So that's that's a tough problem to have, you know, with, with him going in rounds one or not one, but probably through three, three through five in most leagues, right? Oh
1: yeah, definitely. How are you gonna how are
0: you gonna how are you gonna bench your third, fourth, fifth round pick? It certainly didn't work for Cam Akers. Everybody <laughs> started everybody started him, right? Yeah. I'm not saying I'm getting those vibes, you know, that he's going to lay an egg, but. Um, I do feel like he, there could be a point in the game where you're just like, Hey, where's ETN where's ETN, but it'll probably start off pretty good. So yeah, we're, we're, we're both on the same page there. Give me some Marquise Brown cooks, good player, bad offense. Like we don't, we don't know what to expect there. Um, uh, only start cooks if you have to, like, there's probably a lot of spots where you drafted them where you're just like, eh, can't, can't really bench him. Yep. All right. Moving over to tight end. We're just going to do one of these and then move over to our key injury adjustments. Austin Hooper versus the giants or Noah Fant versus Denver. I think, you know, where I'm going here.
1: Yeah, I'm going Austin Hooper, Tennessee Titans, tight end. Uh, you know, Robert Woods working back from an ACL. Traylon Burks, a rookie. Ryan Tannehill likes his tight ends, right? We've we yeah. saw him his first year with Tennessee really really utilize Johnu Smith and Anthony Ferkser, right? The two of mm-hmm. them combined for over 120 targets that season. They tried to make Anthony Furkser a thing last season. He's just not good, right? Not we we've seen that offense produced with Delaney Walker mm-hmm. and when you think about Austin Hooper with Cleveland, it was a disappointment, right? But in mm-hmm. in Cleveland, they ran a ton of three tight end sets where him and Joku and Harrison Bryant were on the field together. It was just not an offense that really targeted a single tight end. We've seen Austin Hooper produce two top six I think he was number five, number six. It may have been both top five tight end productions in fantasy in his years with the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that this offense is very similar to what you saw, what you used to see run in uh, in Atlanta when Austin Hooper put those seasons together. So I think he's going to he's going to be a touchdown guy uh, this week. I, I love the prop bet of him for a touchdown as a touchdown scorer. Uh, and I, I just think he's going to see a, a pretty decent number of targets as well. I've got him in that five to seven range this se- or this week. So Austin Hooper over Noah Fant uh, for me, definitely.
0: Yeah, slam dunk here. I, again, I just don't trust the Seahawks. I don't trust Geno Smith. It could be, you know, negative game scripts going up against Denver. The only thing I like, revenge game. Revenge it game is. for Fant. Yeah, you know? it is. like. But yeah, you yeah, know, you got multiple revenge narratives in play here. It's 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 too tough for me to decipher which one's gonna come out on top.
1: So yeah, right. I, which one's gonna hit? Because exactly. one of them is. Yeah.
0: Give me Austin Hooper, all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh Tannehill's gonna target the tight end. There's still some uncertainty there, uncertainty there between Woods and Burks. But what we do know is Derrick Henry is gonna be the pulse. He's gonna keep the chains moving. That offense is gonna be on the field a lot. Should be a competitive game, actually. I don't think the Giants are gonna, you know, fall into the uh, into that dark dark night. Uh, dark dark night. So quickly, um, I think it could be competitive up for three quarters here, and then maybe uh, the, the Titans blow it away to, uh, to close the game out. So, yeah, I like Austin Hooper a lot there. Very high-end touchdown-dependent option, in my opinion. I do think he finds pay dirt this week. Yep. All right, let's go into some key injury adjustments. Uh, some guys where we're looking at, you know, are we going to fill someone in from their roster to fill a, a potential spot, or are we going to look elsewhere in the league? First up, we've mentioned him already, Rondell Moore. He's going to be out uh, week one probably not someone that you drafted with top draft capital. So, you know, probably a bench spot that you're filling in if he is rostered on your team. Are you looking to start A.J. Green this week? I mean, I know we've already mentioned Zach Ertz potentially being out. Are you going to the, to the well with A.J. Green, or are you maybe looking elsewhere around the league, uh, league Brett?
1: No, and, and this may be a mistake on my part, but I'm not. I, I mean, you you saw multiple instances last season of him just being lost running the right. wrong route, not looking for the ball. And, and that I'm just not interested in a guy, even if he does get six or seven targets, I'm just not interested in a guy like that right now. He he doesn't look good on the field. He's significantly older. Uh, so I'm I'm pivoting from AJ Green to somebody else on my roster. Um, hell, any of the Green Bay Packers guys, Dobbs, Sammy Watkins, like I'd go in that direction, especially mm-hmm. if Alan Lazard doesn't play. Um, I'm, I'm definitely pivoting away from AJ green. If, if need be,
0: I'm attacking all the old Packers wide receivers, the guys that aren't even there anymore. Give me some MVS, give me some a Kwame, St. Brown and, and some 16 team league formats, <laughs> something That's, like that. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm fading AJ green here. I do like guys like MVS, Devonte Parker, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry, DJ shark. Like these are guys you all drafted to your bench. Now you're, you're hitting the injury bug early. Those are all names that I really like this week. I'm gonna go. I have plenty more too, actually, here because we got plenty of other receivers that are gonna be potentially out. So I've got plenty of other names, but those are kind of like like top ADP bench options that I feel are just fine to start with. Rondell Moore out, honestly. If he was healthy, I'd be into it. Give me some Rondell Moore. Uh, I honestly last year when the draft was was taking place, I was more in on Rondell Moore than I was Elijah. Elijah had had a great off season, amazing. I'm definitely uh, averted that 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 more swap right so I definitely hold Elijah Moore but Rondell is just someone that I've been high on since he's coming to the league so him getting more opportunities with Hopkins out early I really like that and hopefully he can take advantage when he does get back so they just need to do. do something
1: different with him like like you can't just throw wide receiver screens to him every time right like
0: you've well, got it to you've got to it do some other well Kurtz. stuff and I feel like, like I feel like that's the type of role that he could take on
1: Well, yeah, but they were also tart. That's my issue. That's my concern Mm -hmm. is with Kirk. They still targeted him down the field on top of that with Rondell Mm -hmm. Moore. All of his stuff is like behind the line of scrimmage. Like you can't, you have to have other utilizations for that Mm -hmm. to be effective. Uh, You can't just go to that every time. So uh, I hope still a younger guy. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Still a younger guy though, that could this year get those types of targets downfield. You know, yeah. now that Kirk is gone. Right. So, yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I like the fact that there's more opportunity there. It, I, it felt like that should open up a uh, a path for more touches, whether it's downfield uh, screens, whatever, you know, design touches, you know, trick plays, whatever it was. It felt like to, to start like we were going to get a lot of him because of that departure yeah. of Kirk, his development, et cetera. So I'm excited what he can bring Um, someone, someone that I was high on a little bit lower now. All right, let's move over to uh, Alan Lazard. Uh, doesn't look like he's going to be playing. He is doubtful. Has not practiced this week. Um, you you mentioned some of those guys. Like who who would you go to the well with? Like who is your lock, stock, and um, and deal
1: uh, backup Packers receiver right now? Yeah, it's it, for me. There's only two options to even consider talking about, and that's Sammy Watkins or Romeo Dubs. Um, mm. it, it's one of those two. Who's it going to be? I think just because of history uh, and how Aaron Rodgers has typically treated rookie wide receivers, I'm probably going with Sammy Watkins. Uh, I just I just feel like that skill set is going to mm-hmm. work out pretty well for him. Uh, I think he, there's a chance that he just gets peppered with everything because Rodgers, like I said, historically doesn't trust those rookie wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I'm going to roll with Watson or uh, Watkins in that situation.
0: I, I want to look elsewhere. I'm gonna throw you a couple of options. So and just do you know, player A, player B. We've done this before. Sammy Watkins or Jalen Tolbert? Watkins. Sammy Watkins or Alec
1: Pierce? Watkins. Hmm.
0: This one's gotta I, be Watkins too. The, Watkins the, or Watkins or Zay Jones.
1: Uh yeah, Watkins. My my I, issue with Alec Pierce is I am a hard Paris Campbell truther. Okay. So I think Pierce is the third option there in a low passing volume. off. So, so take mm. that one with a grain of salt. That's very easy right. for other people to, to shift mm-hmm. to Alec Pierce. But for me, I just, I love Paris Campbell. So.
0: Yeah, no, I, Hey, I love Paris Campbell love. That's what I love about Paris. I love Paris <laughs> Campbell love because everybody bangs his drum. Everybody roots yeah. for Paris Campbell. I just don't have the trust. I, you know, yeah, I've, I've done it before. It. I'm taken I've taken the shots on him, 15 rounds or later, you know, just,
1: he hasn't just, deserved the trust. I, I right. get it. I get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those, those guys of that group, for sure. I would be leaning Jalen Tolbert over Watkins. I just feel like the game script is going to be more pass heavy with the Cowboys and, and Tampa. I feel like you get a, a higher total there. Obviously there's no trust. <laughs> it's like you haven't seen him play in a game with, with, with deck before, right? There's there's more question marks there, yep. but he's listed behind him on the depth chart. Feel like that's where the game narrative is gonna is gonna avert to, and I can't just see it being only, you know, Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, and Schultz in the passing game. Like you got to see some Noah Brown and Jalen Tol- Tolbert at some time. I would be willing to go those guys, but I agree with you. Watkins is probably a better play than Zay Jones, Alec Pierce, and, and Watkins. I'll flip a coin. I, yep, I'm I'm an Alec Pierce guy. I, I really like him and that offense. Uh He pretty much didn't play like any of the preseason because he's a listed starter. You know, that's how yeah. much that they, they really liked him. So I'm leaning Alec Pierce there. Zay Jones, I would go with Watkins just because he probably has a similar target share, more upside for a touchdown. Yeah, safe. the
1: Dallas thing is interesting now that you, now that you talk about the, and I didn't think about this when you were, when you gave me Tolbert, I just went by the name. But mm-hmm. if you think about what Dak and the Dallas offense did in week one last year against Tampa Bay, Dak threw for 400 yards in that game. Yep. So CeeDee Lamb's not getting 400 yards right? CD Lamb's not getting 200. Dalton Schultz isn't getting the other 200, right? So how does that target share kind of fill out if he does? You know, I think Dak is a smash this week. I think he has the mm-hmm. potential to be the number one overall quarterback this week, Uh just based on I how that he game was last script's going to go. He, he may right? yeah, yeah. So I, I, it just, and I know Amari Cooper's not there and that changes things, but mm-hmm. I just, there's going to be a lot of work to go around. I just don't know. I, I struggle going to rookie wide receivers in week one. And everybody well, rolls with the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, like, oh, they did it. They're the exception. They're not the rule for rookie wide receivers. Exactly. So if I can get anywhere away from a rookie in week one until I see how they're going to be utilized, I'm I'm passing on them.
0: He says new trade. <laughs> Seth is back. New trade option. CMC Sutton, London, Chuba for JT Waddle, Mike Davis. No, no, no. no. Not even Hold. close. Yeah, Hold. Nope. hold on that that's you're giving up way too much yeah yeah hold on that um yep. all right back back to it here getting back to some injury adjustments man george kittle not cool like killing me I, and and this week too like there's so many tight ends that are just like you know on the bubble of playing not playing and in, in my head I'm like well this is why you take kelsey and andrews but you can't do it in every <laughs> league you know what I mean yeah, like it's yeah. it's driving me crazy with tight ends this week doesn't look like george kittle is going to play are you are you looking uh to some Tyler Croft on the on the 49ers bench or is this uh la la land for the uh for the tight end position?
1: I just I just don't believe in the San Francisco offense with Lance. So I, I think I Fair if enough. it's not named Debo or mm-hmm. Brandon Iuke in best ball, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm probably staring away. I and I I am very jaded on Trey Lance. I get it, I am mm-hmm. definitely in the minority here but I am not looking for their backup tight end. I'm going literally anywhere. We talked about Austin Hooper, Albert O. I'm starting if I can. Okay, um, uh, I Just David Njoku, like literally anybody but Tyler Croft, I, I'm moving towards.
0: I think Rob Tanyan could be a nice option for folks. We just got done discussing you know, the receiver situation with the Packers. Yep. Tunyon is not on the injury report. He is healthy. He's going to play. I imagine he plays a lot and could be a very reliable red zone target. Uh, you know, he made his bread a couple of seasons ago. I think it was eight receiving touchdowns. Yep. So a pretty friendly target for for Rodgers. Could be that guy this week. Uh, and most likely he went untouched. He could have gone undrafted in, in a lot of your leagues. You could be able to pick him up off of waivers or, um, yeah, just get him off your bench if you were able to, to, to scoop him up at the back end of your draft. So I'd be Tunian shocked be if good. anybody
1: drafted him. Because he was hurt during draft season, so yeah. But a lot of drafts happen over like this past weekend, you know. And he's not been on the injury
0: report in the last week, so you know, people could people could have him with a with a turning tide, you know, to his news. But yeah, man, missing George Kittle, not happy about that. Not happy about that. Uh, Drake crushing our
1: dreams already.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Drake London uh, potentially on the chopping block for Week One, may not make it. Seems like he is going to play. He's been limited the past couple of days. Uh, but, obviously, you just never know till you get to Sunday. He's still a rookie. I am not taking any backup uh, Falcons options here. Uh, give me Kyle Pitts, and that's about it if if Drake London isn't playing. I'll take London and Pitts in this offense. Not much else.
1: Yeah. We've seen Olamide be good, right? We've seen him with some boom weeks. He's not a guy I'm excited about, right? And I, you should, unless you're <laughs> – unless you happen to be bad at this, you should have way better options than him to to kind of put in your lineup right. over the top. But I do think it's if he doesn't play, I do think Oamid could have a decent game. I really do. In a DFS slate, I'd, sure. I'd be trying him, but not definitely not in my redraft league.
0: Yeah, I, I have I have <laughs> zero trust for him in my in my redrafter in my <laughs> dynasty uh, opportunities. Yeah. Uh yeah. if we haven't named enough names already, Nico Collins, Robert Woods. Kadarius tony noah brown another uh, potential dallas option there i, I keep and i, and I don't want to keep hammering this with with dallas but any one of those guys could have like a, a breakout a game, game like yep. a cavante turban uh noah brown uh simi fejco yeah. <laughs> J- Jalen tolbert like yeah.
1: just don't know yet
0: pick no. one <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and yep. just go with it <clears throat> But I would start Noah Brown over Olamid Zaccheaus. That's a fact. That's that's. Ooh, yeah, I'll, 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 if, if I'll, I'll I'll do make... it. If if London's out between the two, I would do the other. Oh man, I I could I could not start Olamide. I mean, I I would just <laughs> like I said, I feel like yeah, you'd see that's... a lot of Cordell Patterson. You'd see a lot of Kyle Pitts. You'd see yeah. some random, random running backs you probably don't even know the names of yet, and Marcus Mariota potentially running mm-hmm. for a touchdown. Like I'm not expecting a high scoring game there. Give me like you know, 21, 20, 24, 17 to the winner. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I, I'm no, not yeah. expecting a lot out of that game. All right. Zach Ertz going to be out for the Cardinals. We talked about it a little bit. Trey McBride season.
1: I it, Not season. I still, I still trust that week Zach one? Ertz is the guy, <laughs> but in week one, I do think if Zach Ertz sits, I, he's an interesting play. He, he is an interesting play. There are definitely other tight ends. I would prefer over, uh, Trey McBride, but if you're, you know, let's say you you drafted Zach Ertz late, right? If you were going to play him, likely your second tight end option is not great, right? Exactly. If Zach Ertz is your tight end one in a redraft league. So I, Trey McBride is going to be available out there, and I do think he is going to be a startable asset uh, based on what I assume your situation is if you're the Zach Ertz owner who would be starting him.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. I, th- I feel like Trey McBride could be an awesome thing on week one, but don't overreact. Don't go running to him because you think like he's going to be playing a ton of snaps or anything like that. Even if Zach Ertz is out, I don't trust rookie tight ends. I would I would love it. I've, I've got actually Trey McBride on uh, one of my dynasty teams. Someone I'm rooting for. Someone I'm banging that drum for. Awesome college player, but I uh, I don't I don't know. I don't week one is yeah. definitely a, a little bit too difficult for me to get him in my lineup. You mentioned Njoku, I'll throw out Mike Kaseki Hunter Henry. There's still some more reliable options that are probably on your bench or on your waiver wire. Uh, yep. We're going to take a question from Seth again really quick. Oh, he said, keep in mind that London nope. is on his bench. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but still I I This I still is think further that than you. the
1: original one. I, I Right, exactly.
0: The first the first trade was fair, it felt like. Yes, like it, yeah. it, because you're 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 buying a couple of different narratives here. You're buying two safe floors versus a couple of uncertainties, but that side was CMC, London, and whoever the other player was. Pittman was uh, on Pittman, one. Yep. they had target share, like they had volume that at least you weren't getting the safe floors. You were going to be getting those targets. You were getting those snaps. It's a kind of a lopsided trade with the, with this approach.
1: Yeah, that, right, we're going to this, hit a fine. Th- that one, and I, I'm a little un. It, so it looks like he's the CMC side. He is, um, and I he is that Sut- Sutton. is ahead of Pittman in my opinion by by a pretty significant margin. If I'm they're, honest with myself, they're so you're getting me, but I, I, I get that than you are closer.
0: Yeah, I, I, to, me, to me, Pittman is ahead of Sutton, but I, I get that, and they're they're more closer. That's not like a huge margin, yeah. but I just still feel like this last one that he put up was just a little bit more lopsided. Yeah. Uh, we're going to hit a final word from our sponsors, and we're going to be back to close down the show with some uh, fantasy totals, some over-unders and fantasy points. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social s- circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'Em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host uh, a pool of our own for our official SGPN Survivor NFL Survivor Contest. Excuse me, hop in now and reserve your spot. We're giving away $500, $500 cash, plus $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com SGPN.
1: Yeah, and we've been talking about sports betting and almost all of our odds. And if you're anything like me, you go from sportsbook to sportsbook to find the best odds possible for a bet that you want to place. But now you don't have to look any further. You can go to odds trader. Odds Trader is a place where you can compare all your odds from all your major sports books. You can also compare all your different signup codes and promotions to make sure you're getting the best deal available their app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports and projected game day weather for you as a better to make the most informed bets possible they also have a bet tracker so that you as a better can keep your records of all your games and your betting activity so go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire again that's oddstrader.com slash blue wire oddstrader the number one site for all your game day bets
0: All right, right on. We are back and we're talking fantasy point totals. We're going to be running through some options here. These are all options that you can find on Underdog. First up, Tyler Boyd, Brad. Eight and a quarter fantasy points, 8.25 over or under.
1: I think I'm taking the under here. Um, I think the addition of Hayden Hurst uh, along with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. Um, I think you're going to have to see a significant game script that kind of drives that, uh, and against Pittsburgh, I just don't know that that's there. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm going to take the under
0: really close. I feel like he can very easily finish with under, you know, four for 45, right? That's what, that's essentially what he's going to need to hit. This is four catches about, uh, 45 to 50 receiving yards. And I just feel like Tyler Boyd is always kind of like picking up, like he's always picking up like a third down here and there, but it's like one for eight, you know, it's, yep. it's uh you know, one, one for nine, something like that. He's, he's not a big deep ball guy anymore. I'm going to go under here under the eight and a quarter. He's going to need a touchdown to get this. And I, I'm, I just don't see it happening. I like, uh you know, Hurst, like you had mentioned potentially in the red zone, a little bit uh, better of a pass catcher than maybe CJ Uzama, maybe a little bit of an upgrade there. And then you have uh obviously Higgins and chase on the outside, Joe Mixon still stealing red zone touches. I'm going the under here as well.
1: Yeah, I think the you know where you look for Boyd are in those matchups where the opposing corners are pretty solid and they yep. could cuz Tyler Boyd is a very good wide receiver. So mm-hmm. why force the ball into Higgins or Chase when they're up against a pretty solid cornerback matchup when you can go to Tyler Boyd who most likely is destroying the third, you know, that nickel corner. Um and Pittsburgh just doesn't have that. So
0: I like Cam Sutton but uh Akello Witherspoon I don't even know who that is, bro. Yeah. yeah. I don't even even know who that is. Yep. Just starter, starting corner. (laughs) All right. Jacoby Myers for the New England Patriots. Again, eight and a quarter here. 8.25. I'm going under. Not a lot of negative news around Jacoby Myers. Uh, Not healthy, questionable, limited practices. I like Devontae Parker this week. Give me a big Devontae Parker game under eight and a quarter for me.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go under also. I just everything you read about that New England offense right now is it's not good. Um, And I was not a huge Mac Jones believer to begin with. Uh, You know, they did bring in Devante Parker, uh, who's going to be their red zone guy, along with um, Hunter Henry. Jacoby Myers, not a touchdown guy. So he has to get the target share. And I just I just think they're going to lean on the run a lot in this game if they can. So I, I would – that coupled with the health concerns, yeah, give me the under here.
0: Jacoby Myers has like one receiving touchdown in his career, doesn't he?
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like that upside isn't there. So he's got yeah. to get a lot of catches, and I don't like that with him coming in hurt. Emergence of Parker could see them try to actually design some more plays for Jonu Smith, etc. So, yeah, I, I'm definitely leaning under there for Jacoby Myers. Give me under eight and a quarter. You know where I'm going with this one, buddy. Elijah Mitchell, 11 11- – Point four five.
1: Yep, we're we're going to be on the same page because I'm I'm smashing the over on this for eleven point four five. I think he's a good candidate for a touchdown, which puts him over halfway there. Uh, I do think he's going to get a, a large bulk of the work. I, I do, you know, it, he did have some injury time working up into week one, uh, but it looks like he's going to be a, a go for week one, and I'm I'm taking the over on this
0: off the injury report. All systems go. It's time for Elijah to take off. I'm not going with one, but I'm going with two touchdowns this week for Elijah nice. Mitchell. I You're like betting it. against Trey Lance. I'm betting against him, too. Bears rushing defense. It's going to be hurting a little bit. You'd be surprised. The, the The secondary is actually a lot better for the Bears than people imagine. It's their up front group that's going to be hurt the most now. You know, losing Khalil Mack. Um, Roe is there. You know, we got Roquan back, but we don't have much outside of those uh, are outside of him up front like we have Quinn people some people are high on Nicholas Morrow I'm not but yeah it's going to be a lot of opportunity for Mitchell up the middle could see him catch a couple of passes as well give me two touchdowns give me over 75 rushing yards and you know anywhere from 10 to 20 receiving yards big week for uh, Mitchell big, bigger number here with this next running back DeAndre Swift 15.15 15.15 over or under
1: yeah, I'm taking the over here. I have a a huge amount of love for DeAndre Swift. I just think the talent is amazing. I think the addition of some some players like DJ Shark is going to help stretch the field a little bit. There wasn't really a deep threat that people had to worry about last year so they were able to mm-hmm. kind of play closer to the line of scrimmage. And now I think they have to at least respect the deep threat that DJ Shark could be because Jared Goff has proven, you know, in his years in LA that he, he would air the ball out. We've seen him with two seasons with, uh, you know, top 10 quarterback play and, uh, air yards. And, you know, when you look at Deandre Swift last season, he had eight of his 12 fully participated games over 15 fantasy points, and they are going to have to keep up with Philadelphia in this game, which I think is just a smash for Deandre Swift.
0: I think that he can, he can get five to six catches this week. I think he's going to be used a lot. I'm going to go with the over. I think it will be close. I like somewhere between you know 15 to 17 fantasy points for him. So at the 15.15, I'll take it. Uh, I do think it could be kind of close. Uh, some other props here. The four receptions, I really love. Give me the five there. Uh, rushing attempts, 11 and a half, Brad. Give me the slam dunk over there for DeAndre Swift. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I've been banging that drum. Uh, so there's some nice uh, props for him available this week. Be sure to check those out. Uh, we're taking the over 15.15 on fantasy points at underdog. Uh, moving on to our quarterbacks, and then we're going to head out for the day. Been a long one and a good one. Patrick Mahomes, 23.75, over or under. Nice little matchup up against Arizona.
1: It is, and I think this is going to be a statement game for Patrick Mahomes to say, look, I don't need Tyreek Hill. I can Oof. shift my game. I can I can throw underneath passes because I'm one of the best quarterbacks in the game. Uh, so I think you're going to see some good games from guys like Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, I think there's a world where MVS has a really solid game. So I, I think this is the over because he's quite possibly the best quarterback in in the game right now.
0: That's a given. That's a given. Yeah, I'm just going with the over because should be a good game. Afternoon game, I think it'll be the highest scoring game in the afternoon, the 425 games. They're, they're going to be ripping it off. I, I, honestly, I feel like we could see 42-38 in this game.
1: <laughs> Doesn't it's it feel possible. like it? it is possible, yeah. Well, I you know, we talked about it earlier. I think they're – well, this may have been in the pod this morning, but Kansas City losing Tyrone Matthew I think is going to be a big deal for that defense.
0: Justin uh, Reed and, is not Terrain Matthew.
1: Yeah, that's correct. And <laughs> Arizona is going to score some points, which means KC is going to have to score some points. So yeah, I'd I would love the the over on uh, uh, the over under on this game as well. Yeah, I love it.
0: All right, last up here, we got the goat, Tom Brady in even lower number, twenty point four five. It's an easy smash for me.
1: Yep, not even close. I think this is a smash. Dallas defense, I think it's uh, overrated. I think Bad. is what the it's right word is. Right, people look at Trayvon Diggs and say, "Oh my God, he's so good. Uh, he's very You're aggressive." At stats. That, looking yeah, he's stats. very aggressive, which is why he ends up with all those interceptions, but he also gets beat deep a lot because he is so aggressive, so I expect this to be a pretty high-scoring game, just like it was week one last year, and I think Tampa Bay uh, and Tom Brady's able to air that ball out.
0: Do you, do you like their, I mean, other than Micah Parsons, that's a given, but Leighton Vander Anthony Barr? Don't you think those guys are? I mean, I'm not saying they're over the hill, but like I feel like they're done. <laughs> like they should yeah. not be playing together. They should be playing like you know one of those guys could be serviceable in your like a three or four man linebacker group. But having two two of them out of the three,
1: yeah, I, mean, I think I think Leighton Vander Esch is okay, Um, but he's not a guy that I want to lean on. You know, I, I've got him in a I've got him in an IDP league, and I'd I'd never feel good when I have to start him. Yeah, you know? right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a defense that breaks a lot, right? But they have huge turnover potential also that's that's the thing, right? is if you're in a league where you play defenses, if it's a if it's a defensive scoring where it's based on the points allowed, i don't mm-hmm. I don't really want it. But if the points allowed don't matter, it's all about turnovers. Dallas is a smash because they're gonna they're gonna be up near the top in takeaways again, I feel like. But it's just not it. It's a team that's it's a defense that's going to give up some points significantly.
0: Yeah, I I was going to say a lot a lot of aging players there. Micah Parsons definitely you know the focal point for the future. But I'm not a Diggs guy. Uh, They've got Malik Hooker back there. I know their other safety. uh, He's questionable. Anthony Brown is the other corner. Don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Like I, I I do not I do not trust that defense. They're going to get lit up up against Tampa Bay in my opinion. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, any bold takes of the week that you want to share before we head out? Oh, bold take for the week. I smashed mine with Elijah Mitchell. Give me the two touchdowns.
1: I'm if gonna I go, dare to say
0: that's even so bold.
1: I'm going to go with Nick Chubb, is the RB1 overall hey, for the week. Hey, I just think that game script is going to eat and he's just going to smash. I like it. I like so, it. Are
0: you going to be wearing the Chubb powering. jersey?
1: Oh absolutely. Yeah, I'll have my child jersey, jersey on. for the take. Yeah, I'll be ready to go. So
0: I, I have a uh, I have a 49ers jersey. It's a it's a TO jersey.
1: Oh it's nice. Got no logo
0: on it. It's got no logo, you know. Like is that pristine auction? No, I don't know what it is. It's I think I got it. My mom got it from like Amazon or something. It's a TO jersey. Nice. So I like I like having it. I like wearing it every now and again. I'm a big TO guy, a big eight eight one guy, Ocho Uno. That was my that was my thing in high school. <laughs> I, that was when Ocho Cinco was doing his thing, and my, yeah, my number oh, yeah. in sports was eighty one. So like people, my my friends and family would come to games, and they put up banners like "Go Ocho Uno" and the Bulldogs. <laughs> so that was that was some good it. stuff. So I, I have it. a lot of eighty one gear, a lot of a lot of random eighty ones. I think uh, I think I have a who is eighty one for the Ravens recently. I think I have his. Um, but yeah, j- absolutely love Sundays. Got to get after it. Got to rep your team. Got to rep your colors. I don't think I'll be wearing that one for Elijah Mitchell. I'll pro- probably be wearing my Fields jersey to uh, to represent some Bears. Bears are going to cover, dare I say, maybe even upset. We'll see. Uh, thank you for riding with us. Really appreciate you guys. If you're listening to this after the live show, smash the download button. Leave us a review. Come ride, ride with us, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We've got all the fantasy goodness you need, whether you're a Sharp or whether you're a rookie. We've got information for everybody. Uh, Brad, let them know, know where they can find you. We're going to head out.
1: Yeah, at FF Bourbon Dude on Twitter. You can find me at all my work at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Also, if you need any customized content, you can check me out at at the FF Firm or the fantasyfootballfirm.com.
0: Yes, sir. And you can follow our group at SGPN Fantasy on Twitter. And you can follow me at T-I-T-T-H-J-B. Take care, be well, be good. And if can't be good, be good at it. We'll see you.
1: Cheers years.